Hey legends, welcome along to Hellmouth Hotline. I'm your host, Rodney Stewart. We're getting into a little bit more of Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 3. This is episode 5, entitled Homecoming. So in this episode, uh, we get one of those stories that's a standalone sort of a story. It's not really connected to the bigger picture of the series. Uh, kinda. <laughs> you find that in a few episodes throughout the run of each season. Usually there's one big overarching storyline for the entire season. And then you get a handful of little standalone stories. Like there was one in season one. There was a couple in season two. You know the episodes where you kinda, you're watching it and you think I could skip over this doesn't seem that important and I was getting the feeling of that in this episode but like those other episodes there's always something in there that's you know going to be really really important for the bigger picture even though it's a more or less a standalone story so in this one um homecoming it's about the homecoming dance and uh Buffy's feeling left out once again in this episode it's just everything is piling up on her once more uh, plus she's holding the secret that Angel's back uh, she gets she turns into a bit of a bitch in this episode too uh, at the beginning of it Scott turns up again and asks her to the dance she agrees to go with him and uh, she goes to check an Angel and she's keeping an eye on him, and uh, you know this guy. After even after everything that he did, uh, he was saved by the the spell to restore his soul. Too late to actually save him from being sent to hell. He gets killed. He gets sent to hell in a, a hell dimension where time moves more slowly than it does in the real world. Which meant that he was down there for hundreds, maybe thousands of years before he got a chance to come back. When he did eventually get back, he proved himself that he was uh, strong enough to survive the dimension, not become the monster that everybody thought he was going to become, and prove himself that he was actually still in enough control to save Buffy in the last episode. And she waltzes in like a little bitch in this episode, gives him a some blood to drink and you know tells him you know everything's changed I'm not going to tell anybody you're back especially Giles and uh, I'm also seeing someone and he makes me happy that's what I need right now a reliable guy sort of a thing you know it's just a real after everything that this guy's been through even even after all the sketchy shit that he did in season 2 you know everything he's been through and the the space between season two and at this point you know it's a bit of a kick in the teeth for the man so uh that's the last we see of angel in this episode uh but buffy very swiftly gets a kick in the teeth the following morning whenever scott breaks up with her um saying that you know she's not the girl that he met she was so full of life now she just seems you know distracted all the time and uh you know she promises that you know you're going to see a different side to me here and uh he's like i'm sorry and he walks away and uh at school 
turns out Buffy's been monitored by a couple of guys in a the van. They're using like, you know, it's like the whole James Bond setup, spy equipment, you know, FBI, you name it. You know, the all the surveillance equipment. They're keeping an eye on her, and uh, we finally get to meet the mayor in this episode. Now you do, for me, I kind of got the feeling that these guys were involved with the mayor maybe they were working for him sort of a deal uh, that's not the case but uh, we get to meet again uh, Mr Trick the vampire that came to Sunnydale when uh, Faith turned up you know the, the ancient vampire that was hunting her down has a little sidekick that ran off at the end of that episode he turns up in this one and uh he is setting up this competition called Slayer Fest '98, where he is pretty much going to set the two Slayers up as targets for this various this group of various different types of demons and people that are just that you know they're they're not for the hunt hunting side of thing. They're going to be hunting down the the two slayers and uh, Mr. Trick's going to make a mess load of money out of it so uh, that's the the big threat in this episode but back at school uh, it's time to get the, the photographs taken for the the yearbook the final yearbook they're, they're in their last year at school um, and lead up to the homecoming dance they're getting the yearbook photos taken and uh, Cordelia is reminded to go and tell Buffy to come get her photograph taken. She's training with Fifth in the library. But Cordelia is that intent at, you know, campaigning to get herself the title of Homecoming Queen that she forgets to tell Buffy. And it's not till the next day when Buffy mentions to the group that you know, at least I'm going to get my photograph in the yearbook and whatnot, and she's already kind of devastated because one of the things that she has to do to stay in school is get a, a glowing report from a teacher. So it's one of the conditions of her getting back into school. She has to meet these different pieces of criteria, and one of them is to get a good report from a teacher. So she goes to see her favourite teacher in the school, and the teacher doesn't even remember who she is so she's kind of devastated because of that and then she finds out she's missed the yearbook photographs and it's Cordelia's fault so they face off at school and uh, Buffy decides alright screw Cordelia I'm gonna compete for homecoming queen as well so we get a good bit of comedy out of the relationship between Buffy and Cordelia in this episode as well as they're fighting with each other to get to become Homecoming Queen. Uh, while all this is going on, of course, we get to meet the the demons and whoever else is in to get involved with the Slayer Fest. Uh, Mr. Trick gets them all together. There is uh, twin German assassins, Hans and Frederick Grinchduller. Uh, probably butchered that name altogether and they've been controlled by this guy that's you know he's in a wheelchair 
these two assassins are working for him. This is it turns out this is who it was that was in the van keeping Buffy under surveillance earlier on. Um a dangerous game hunter called Frolly Kulak, a demon of the Makuat clan and uh Lyle Gorch comes back with his new wife, Candy. Uh, if you don't remember who Lyle Gorch was, he was from he was in the episode Bad Eggs that I believe was in season two of Buffy. There's like he is one of these like hillbilly vampires. Uh, he turned up with his brother originally in Bad Eggs. The brother gets killed, and he got away at the end of that episode. Xander uh, and Willow try on the homecoming outfits uh, tension builds between the two of them until they finally kiss so this has been building on and off from season 1 and the very first episode of season 2 I thought something was going to happen between the two of them then that didn't happen and of course Oz came into the series Willow's with him Cordelia as with Xander so there's this crazy disaster about to happen basically uh, there's a lot of tension between the two of them and they're, they spend the last of the episode feeling guilty as hell for pretty much you know cheating on their respective others um, on homecoming night Buffy has collected by Lano they were, they were planning on the gang getting them all together and uh going to the dance together uh, the the guys that were monitoring Buffy earlier on in the episode overheard Buffy mention about the limo and it will pick up her and Faith to take him to the homecoming dance but whenever Buffy opens the door to get into the car there's no sign of Faith Cordelia is there instead uh, Cordelia gives Buffy a note from the rest of the gang she opens it and reads it out and it's pretty much you know, we're not going to travel with you to the the dance. Uh, take this time for you and Cordelia to sort out whatever the hell problem there is between the two because you're ripping the friendship of everybody apart here. And uh, P.S. The limo costs an absolute fortune, so sort out your shit and get it dealt with. Um, so, eventually, the limo pulls up somewhere. And they're like, finally, we're here, but... They hear the driver getting out of the car and they hear his uh, footsteps running from the car. The two of them get out, they discover they're nowhere near the, the school. They're in an isolated location and beside the car there is a, a video player with a TV just sitting there. And there's a little note saying press play and they turn it on and there's a message from Mr. Trick addressed to Buffy and Faith of course there's no sign of Faith so uh, the situation is uh, you know they were trying to set up the two slayers but Cordelia got mixed up and she's there instead of Faith and they're told about the the hunting of the slayers in Slayer Fest 98 and just as the video finishes the guys that run the the Slayer Fest begin the attack on Buffy and Cordelia believing Cordelia to be faith 
So there's there's a few moments where Cordelia gets the opportunity to say to some of these guys, you know, tell your friends I'm not a slayer, let me go, sort of a deal. Um, they are attacked um, by Frawley. He gets caught up in one of his own bear traps. They get the gun off him, his gun, find out how many people are hunting them down. They make a run for it and uh, they seek shelter in a cabin. And in there, they find a phone and they're attempting to ring the school, the library, to get hold of the Jays, let them know about the situation. But the phone is soon cut off and it's the guy that's controlling the, the two twin assassins, the guy in the wheelchair. He's one step ahead, technology-wise. Turns out, the the two corsages that was in the limo for for Buffy and Cordelia have trackers on them, so they've been tracked the whole time, and they haven't made the the connection. They don't know what how they're, these guys are keeping up with them, but they are. They kind of begin to bond when Cordelia admits that she's in love with Xander, and Buffy reveals that she spent. A year's allowance on the dress that she's wearing, and uh, you know it's a bit of a a heartfelt moment between the two of them. We get to see past the the hard exterior of Cordelia in this episode. She lets down her her walls and lets Buffy in a little bit, and Buffy does the same for Cordelia and kind of brings the two of them a little bit closer. The demon Kulak arrives, breaks into the, the the cabin and fights with Buffy until the two German assassins turn up and fire a grenade into the cabin. Uh, Buffy and Cordelia manage to escape through a window, but Kulak is killed in that explosion. Uh, upon arriving at the library, Buffy and Cordelia find Giles has been knocked unconscious by Lyle and Candy. And uh, the fight starts on there again. Uh, Buffy manages to stay candy but is knocked out in the process. And uh, of course, Lyle steps in and uh, Cordelia you know, gets the nerves up and uh, she gets into his face. And you know, she scares off Lyle by persuading him that she's a bigger threat than Buffy is. You know, she gives him the look that would defeat any man on his steps you know, a woman looks at you that way you back down, you walk away <laughs> and that's what happens with him in this episode so he disappears again this is his second appearance and uh, off he goes again uh, when Buffy and Giles regain consciousness they discover the tracking devices and the corsages uh, the two assassins turn up Buffy distracts them as they enter the school, managing to plant the trackers on each of them. So, very quickly, one of the assassins has a tracker on him, the other assassin has the other tracker on him. They're in two different rooms, and, and their, their earpieces, they've got the guy that's back at the the house that Mr. Trick set the whole thing up, and he's giving them orders of where to shoot, where to aim, and whatnot, and, you know, they eventually think they're about to take out the two slayers but they shoot each other down through a wall and uh you know this guy's left in the room thinking you know, he on his computer or monitor you see the little flashing red lights of the trackers disappearing and he's like yes i've won 
Uh, but during this, uh, there's a knock at the door, and Mister Trick was ex- escorted away from the house. So we cut over to see where he's at, and he ends up in the mayor's office. And uh, we get to see a lot of the mayor in this episode. We don't discover anything really about him, other than he's a clean freak. You know, he's there's he's got a. The first thing you see him doing in his office in the episode is he's uh, constantly cleaning and washing his hands. He seems to be uh, a germaphobe, and he, one of his one of the guys that's working for him he actually gets him to put his hands on the table. And this guy, you know, he's he's ner- I wouldn't say nervous. I would say he's more terrified of the mayor. And the mayor, he's he's not the sort of character that comes across as being, uh, well, I know he turns out to be the big bad villain in this series, but he's not one of these guys that promotes a lot of fear whenever he's on screen and you're talking to him. He's very, he's very much, you know, the clean freak in this one, he's saying to the guy, you know what, uh, cleanliness is next to godliness, and uh, you know, you need to wash your hands after every meal, under your fingernails and whatnot, and that's, that's, he's a strange, weird sort of a character, but at the end of the episode, Mr. Trick gets ex- escorted into the office, and the mayor recruits him to help control the rebellious youth of Sunnydale, and it's obvious that he knows that Mr. Trick as a vampire, he shows no fear of Mr. Trick, so we know there's a lot more to this mayor than he's letting on in this episode. So that's the big important part of this episode. You get that introduction to the mayor that's going to be the, the big bad in this season. And at the end of the episode, Buffy and Cordelia, Cordelia they finally arrive at the homecoming dance just as the envelope has been opened to uh, reveal who the winner is and the two of them have been you know they turn up looks like they've been kicked around the streets they're they're covered in dirt the dresses are ripped and uh, they have a little moment Uh, Cordelia is like you know after everything we've been through this uh, competition and she's going to go down the path of not that important but Buffy's like that's really really important sort of thing and Cordelia changes her tune straight away agrees with her so they're excited to hear which of the two of them have won and the envelope is opened turns out that it's a tie and uh, you think to yourself okay right it's not a bad way to end the episode the two of them were fighting with each other the way through it over homecoming queen now the two of them are going to be tied together as tied winners which isn't the case it's two other girls that were in the room running for the the title have won and uh, at the end of the episode Buffy and Cordelia just kind of leave the dance devastated <laughs> so there's a fair bit of comedy in this episode as well particularly between the two of them and uh, you know a lot of relationship building and uh, some complications been added on to all our friendships as well now I did say in my last review of Buffy season 3 that 
I'm fairly lost in this episode or this season to the the details of it. You know, I, I do have a memory, obviously. I was talking about the mayor just there and I know that he's the, the big villain of season three. But it's it's how you get there to the end of the, the series that I'm just I'm fairly clueless at. I'm having a good time of it. I'm looking forward to checking out more of these episodes. And uh Yes, definitely. Don't be skipping over it. Don't be thinking just because it's one of these episodes where you're starting to watch it and you think, yeah, this is one of these ones that, you know, it's not going to really change the bigger picture of the series or the season. I could skip over this one and go to the next episode. Don't do it. Uh, That's definitely a running thing. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that even the standalone episodes have a little piece of that bigger picture and there as well so i enjoyed it uh that's great so that's going to do it for this episode i'll be back tomorrow again we're going to be doing a nightmare on elm street part five is it we're doing tomorrow yes elm, elm street part five the dream child as tomorrow's episode so i'm looking forward to checking that out and uh talk to you all then This has been a production of Coins Edge Media. Thank you so much for listening.